Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Home and home. It is an Oscars Monday here on Home and Home, a radio.com sports original. We're brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Check them out, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. They are the smartest way to hire Oscars Late last night, it was a stunning win for Parasite, the foreign language film, the first ever foreign language film to win Best Picture at the Oscars, the South Korean film, a dark comedy about an impoverished family who takes over the home of a more wealthy family in South Korea. I'm Dave Briggs. I'm just home in Connecticut. No one's in South Korea this morning. Ross Tucker's in Pennsylvania. And stunningly, you watched the Oscars last night. I am absolutely floored by that. What got your attention? Why? And I would assume this is the first time you've ever watched the Oscars. Yeah, so I didn't watch much of it, but my wife is away on business for a couple nights. So last night I'm with my daughters. I put them to bed and then I get in my bed and I'm looking at my phone or whatever. And everybody seems to be talking about the Oscars. And I literally think that my TV was already turned to ABC because of the XFL from like the day before or earlier in the day or something. So right. I don't know. I just started watching. I think the first thing I saw was like, um, Steve Martin and Chris Rock came out and I saw Chris Rock, um, in person at Princeton. It's actually funny. Have I told you the story before, Dave? I don't believe so. Proceed. <laughs> All right. So Princeton has a lot of student run businesses, including one is like a security agency, which is basically bouncers and stuff like that. So as a big kid, I worked security for a lot of the events, including like when uh, a musical act like Train or whoever would come, Chris Rock came to campus. So I was like his backstage dude, like, you know, like making sure nobody got back there. Right. Uh, and he had a guy with him, whatever. But I'll never forget Chris Rock. So this is why I like him. And I watched him. It was sold out, Jim. Chris Rock walks out and he says, Dave, he says, Princeton, huh? Y'all some smart motherfuckers pulls out, pulls out, pulls out a huge wad of cash and says, well, start flipping through the cash. I got my GED and I'm doing just <laughs> fine. You know what I mean? It was hilarious uh, and everybody loved it right away. Um, so I love that guy. He said so many funny things about like the ghetto grocery store versus the suburb grocery store. It was awesome. So I started watching last night. I watched him. I think I, I remember seeing Brad Pitt win the best supporting actor. 
I remember uh, they did all the Frozen, um, Frozen Two song, uh, in in all the different languages. I, I was entertained. Now I wasn't entertained enough to like stay up past like nine thirty or nine yeah. and keep watching because I don't watch any movies. So you know what's not that entertaining? Watching an award show about movies you've never seen and have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Right. And I also say this, Dave, I want to know this. Your thoughts on Brad Pitt using that platform to talk about Trump's Senate impeachment. Do you applaud him for using his platform to make a point? Or do you say, dude, will you just shut up? Nobody cares what you think. Can you just not, like, can you not make this right. entertainment vehicle for me about politics? First off, I was stunned to hear Brad Pitt go political on the biggest stage uh, in television. I was stunned. So what Brad Pitt said upon winning Best Supporting Actor is his 45 seconds up here is longer than John Bolton got at the Senate impeachment trial. John Bolton, the national security advisor for President Trump, who was not allowed to testify and who could have confirmed and backed up all the allegations from Democrats, was not allowed to testify. And then he suggested that Quentin Tarantino, the uh, director, would do a film about it in which, quote, the adults would do the right thing at the end of the film. I applaud actors uh, for getting political because I think they do it at tremendous risk, at potential tremendous cost, because most of my social media followers tend to stray a bit conservative and they were furious they turned off the Oscars, at least they said they turned off the Oscars, and that was at the beginning of the show. So you potentially hurt your ratings and you potentially hurt your box office draw by isolating somewhere around 40% of this country. So either side of the aisle, I actually applaud actors for getting political, although I do understand the viewer saying, I just want to watch a television show with out hearing about politics. People watch this stuff as an escape from politics. Again, I think it's a tremendous risk of Brad Pitt to do it. And if I were an actor, would I? No, no, I don't want to isolate 40% of my audience or 50% in some cases. I want everyone to go watch my films. Did it bother you? Uh, I didn't really care for it. Um, similar to Kaepernick, I guess, I respect taking the risk that Brad Pitt took. I respect feeling so strongly about something that you are willing to alienate 40% of your audience. I, I have a lot of respect for that, but I, I don't really want to hear it. You know what I mean? Like from my perspective, it's like, Hey Brad, um, you know, you've been divorced twice um, I, I don't know. You're a good looking guy. Who's a pretty good actor. Why should I give two shits what you think? Now I'll say this, Dave, I don't really have a strong feeling on the Trump impeachment stuff, as you know. And my guess is that the people that agree with Brad Pitt think it's awesome that he said that. And the people that don't agree with Brad Pitt are so offended and hate that he said that. I don't really have a strong opinion either way. I guess I just, 
while I respect the guts it takes to use that platform in a manner in which a large percentage of people aren't going to care for it, I also, from my perspective, don't give a shit what he has to say about it. So I'd rather he didn't say it. I understand that. I, I get it. And uh, one of the millennials here, Jake, says, look at the risk that Daryl Morey took and the outcry in China worldwide over his NBA comments and how, um, you know, China's cracking down on human rights. So, look, it is a tremendous risk of an athlete, of an actor to dive into political waters. I don't mind it terribly. It was only about 10 seconds of his two to three minute speech. It certainly wasn't the focus. And watching um, some of the news programs this morning, ABC didn't even mention the political comment that Brad Pitt made, which I thought was interesting. ABC, which broadcast the Oscars, did not mention Brad Pitt's political reference. So best picture was Parasite, the foreign language film, best ever. Look, I'm going to just be frank here. Here are the other nominees. 1917 looks terrific. Ford versus Ferrari. Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, Marriage Story. Did you see any of those? Did you see any film that was nominated for any Oscar? I did not. No, I, I, I cannot tell you the last time I watched a movie in the theater. I do think perhaps once over the last 18 months, my wife and I took our daughters to see something in the theater, some kid's movie, I don't know. I don't really watch movies at home either. So um, I will say this, there's enough buzz about Parasite or some of these movies that when they are available on demand or whatever, on cable or Netflix or Amazon or whatever, I might check them out. But also by then, Dave, I probably will have just forgotten about this and moved on to something else. Like, yeah. I need, you know what I need? I need friends and family to be like, dude, you gotta watch this movie. It's that good. And for none of these movies has that happened. And I think it's because most of my friends have young children like me and haven't seen them either. Because it's hard to go see movies like this when you're this age. So there's nothing really that compels me to then watch it. You know what else I do like, though? I also think it's funny on Oscars night on social media, all these people that all of a sudden are like film experts. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I liked the film, but I thought the film was slow at a few times. First of all, I never fucking called a movie a film in my life, okay? A film. Who? A film. Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, please don't call movies films, all right? Unless you're, like, in the industry. Oh, the film. No, it's a movie, okay? It's a freaking movie. Secondly, it cracks me up, all these people on social media, that all of a sudden think that they are film experts. Dude, you're just a moron like me that doesn't know anything about movies and just watches them and either you like them or you don't. I liked it. It was entertaining. It wasn't. But don't act like you're like some film critic and now all of a sudden 
you have cachet. And I really, I really thought when, when the, the one seat, shut up, dude. Okay. Just shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. I think what we need is a split screen, Ross Tucker, like kind of doing your own Oscar show as it's going on. So maybe like an online show that you do where you and I get to comment and offer raw, honest commentary about what's going on might be better than the actual show where we could rip to shreds Joaquin Phoenix bullshit garbage meandering speech about animal rights and racism and that guy. I got no time for that guy. No thanks. I did not see Joker, but I'm going to be frank here. Of the nine Best Picture nominees, I too saw zero. So what, what Ross Tucker his, and Dave Briggs saw zero. About, Dave? What was his speech it was just, about? Well, it was a meandering long speech in part about racism and part about animal rights. And the only part that I could say was redeeming is him saying what a pain in the ass he had been in his career and that a lot of people in here didn't give up on him, didn't lose faith in him and are willing to forgive him because he's been a bad dude over the course of his career. But the, the entire speech for me was just hard pass. And he got best actor. He got it, yeah. So the other big awards we should, uh, Laura Dern, Renee, Renee Zellweger won Best Actress. We mentioned Brad Pitt, uh, Best Supporting. So Parasite, when you hear Parasite, now that's the South Korean foreign language film that won Best Picture. When you hear Parasite, you think it's about what? Um, Like the coronavirus, Something like that, like some type of virus that like got into people's brains or blood flow circulation. And you, we don't want you to have any chance you come over to the United States and give us the parasite. Like it. And if it were a sports movie, who would it be about? Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Um... That is a really good one. Um, Kevin Durant. Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant going Ooh, going to was... going to Golden State, and like you know, it, it's like this big. The big animal is Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant comes over and he attaches himself to a bigger more dominant animal and just sucks their blood or whatever out as they win a championship. That's pretty damn good. Uh, Jordan Cohen has to say it's about OBJ in the locker room or maybe even better. I think this one's better. Alshon Jeffrey um, being a parasite with the Eagles chemistry, sucking the life out of it. First name that came to mind to me was James Dolan, Nick's owner who has just sucked the living life out of the joy of the Knicks, out of the organization, out of the experience of being a fan of the Knicks. He has been a parasitic owner for the New York Knicks organization. All right, 19... No, you're wrong, you're wrong, Dave, you're wrong. How's that? Dolan, Dolan is the Joker. Dolan's the ah. Joker. If we're, going, if we're going just based on the name of the movie... Without knowing what, the, like, I know what the Joker's about, but like, if you're going just by the name of the movie, Dolan is the Joker because, unfortunately, for Knicks fans, he is a joke. Let me ask you this, though. Watching, like, the previews for the Joker and hearing about 
Joaquin Phoenix, it doesn't really seem like it's that much about the guy from Batman. So this might be me just like spewing my ignorance. Is it about Batman? Like, is it about the guy from the Batman movies? Like, I, I'm I'm totally confused what the relationship is between Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker, and the Batman movies or Batman. Well, yes, it is the exact character and the exact reason I had no... Look, I'm scared to death of clowns. The fact that clowns were on stage last night to start the Oscars dancing around freaked me out, and they crept into my nightmares last night. I don't see films about clowns, period. I will never pay to see a movie about clowns as it is the exact character from the Batman, it's just a lot darker look, a much darker, right? Like, was it grim. about like, but what, but what, like, was Batman in it, or is it just like, no, I, I, right? It just sounds like it's just about like Joaquin Phoenix laughing and acting weird. You know, that's one of my issues, Dave, with the Oscars. I don't really pay attention, but it seems like the Oscar winner for best actor or actress almost always goes to whoever acts like the weirdest person in a movie that year. You know what I mean? Like whoever has some type of disease or learning disability or, you know, what whatever it is, right? Like, and this time it was the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix, and I guess... Um, there's some type of, is it called a syndrome or a mental health issue that the Joker has? And so Joaquin Phoenix did a good job. Like, I guess my question is, is that person really the best actor? Or did they get cast in the weirdest, most unique role that year? And whoever ended up getting that role is going to win because you're acting like a person with a mental illness. And oh my gosh. What an unbelievable job doing. And I'm not, this is not mocking mental health at all. I'm just saying from an actor standpoint, like I can just picture the guys, like let's say you wanted to get an Oscar, right? I would just sit there and go through the scripts I get sent by the producers. All right, how messed up is this dude? Nope, not messed up enough. Uh, let me see. Ooh, this guy's got a couple mental health issues. All right, I might be able to win the Oscar for this one. Like, don't you feel like that's what it's about, Dave? That's what the Academy has has become. And, and a lot of the criticism coming into the show was about, again, how white the Oscars are, one minority nominee, and there wasn't enough women nominated for most people. So that was all the buzz going in. And then going out, yes, typically year in and year out, the Academy is not very relatable to most of us Americans. And that's why, in general, this show, the, the Oscars, is not so likable, not so watchable. One, you have no host. I think Chris Rock and Steve Martin started the show well, but should have been the host throughout the program. That was a really interesting balance. I enjoyed those two more than I enjoyed anything on the night other than Eminem, Lose Yourself, Surprise, uh, performance last night. That was the best part of the night because that Eminem is the greatest rapper of all time, bar none, and he crushed it. He brought down the house. So that was the best part of the night for me. The Academy is unrelatable, unwatchable. We just can't really understand what they see in films. And how many people are likely to go see Parasite right now? None. None of us are going to go see Parasite. How about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? 
What is that about to you on the surface? And if it were a sports movie, what would it be? Ooh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a story about a guy from the Midwest, a farmer from the Midwest who drives out to Hollywood and uh, struggles waiting tables and, I don't know, maybe even doing uh, being a male gigolo and waiting tables before he finally gets his big break in Thelma and Louise and goes on to become a, a very well-known Hollywood actor. You may have a future in fi- films. Films. You may have a future in films being able to describe that synopsis of Once Upon films. a Time in Hollywood. I you love, are a I film. Love going to the, I love going to the theater and taking in a film. <laughs> All right. A couple of couple of trivia questions for you on the night. Um, the end memoriam, in memoriam segment always is um, one of the best moments of the night and obviously honored Kobe Bryant. Who was the actor that was left out of in memoriam that has blown up social media since last night into this morning? An actor we lost this year that was not mentioned. Luke Perry. Luke Perry. Okay, he Somehow, passed away. Dude, I, yeah. I, I really am, Dave. I am like the standard for whether or not news or stuff like this goes mainstream. You know what I mean? Like, I am the state. Like, because if it, it somehow, when I opened a web browser or I was scrolling through Twitter, that popped up somewhere. Like, yeah. I, I, I am like, people should come to me as to whether or not something really went viral or really like, because, because I don't pay attention to anything. But that crossed my spectrum somehow. And and what's interesting about it is he was had a part in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So um, one quick question off of that. Your favorite 90210 character. I'll give you a minute while I tell you my favorite 90210 character. Steve Sanders, played by Ian Ziering, easily my favorite 90210 character. I never missed an episode of that show. We used to have Beverly Hills and Beam as a fraternity sorority party in college. Loved 90210. I'm a Steve Sanders guy. Just a goofball driving around his Corvette. Kind of a moron, kind of a jock. Absolutely best 90210 character who is your favorite yeah i think i liked him the most too i kind of liked uh i like dylan a little bit i like luke perry a little bit but i think i like sanders the most you know i'm the wrong person to ask dave because i judge actors in their role based on how much of a meathead they are and how much it looks to me like they lifted weights like that's the, those are my <laughs> major characteristics for whether or not I like you as not. And Sanders looked like he was pretty meaty, might have played high school football. They just didn't show that elements of it. Definitely lifted a weight or two in his life. So I like that guy. All right, one last trivia question before we sneak in a break here, and it's this. Toy Story 4 won for best uh, animated film. How old are Woody and Buzz, the beloved characters from Toy Story? Which, which the question is, what year was Toy Story 1? How old are Woody and Buzz? I'm going to say Toy Story 1 was 1990, and they're 30 years old. 
pretty close, pretty damn close. 25 years old, and they haven't aged a day. When you look at Woody and, Woody and Buzz, they look exactly like they did on day win, uh, one. Kind of like the Simpsons characters, aging well. Yes, Toy Story, 25 years old. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. exclusively on the Radio.com app or at Radio.com slash home. Home and Home. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.